Hello, my name's Ben Wilson. I'm an expert advanced auditing tutor. And in this podcast, we're going to take an event from the world news and discuss it from an auditing perspective to help you to build the evaluation skills you need for those longer case study style questions. HSBC is the biggest audit in the UK. PwC earned $130 million in fees from that audit of HSBC in both 2020 and 2021. It's a whopper of an audit. And HSBC just put their audit out to tender. PwC pitched against Deloitte and they've re-won the audit for a further 10 years. They've signed up till 2034. Now, in this edition of the AuditCast, we're going to explore the rules around tendering for big audits. We're going to think about audit quality. Why is it that a company like HSBC might choose to keep its existing auditor or switch to a new one? We're going to think about why is it that only two of the audit firms in the UK pitched for that audit? It was only PwC and Deloitte. And it's the biggest audit in the UK. Why didn't more of them go for it? And then finally, and this is a good one, we're going to have a HSB fun facts quiz at the end. Watch out for questions on Mexican drug cartels and money laundering. Right, let's get cracking. PwC have had that HSBC audit since 2015. Um, when they won it from KPMG. And a a little bit of a sort of self-interest, self-review threat I need to declare here. When I used to work at KPMG back in the early 2000s, I used to work in on that uh, that particular audit. Um, Although I was a junior auditor. So to say that I was the HSBC auditor is stretching it somewhat. So they've had this audit for the last eight years and it's gone out for tender. And that's because... Rules in the UK, and this is specifically for the UK, for large listed companies, public interest entities, are that the audit has to go out to tender every 10 years. And the company has to switch auditors every 20 years. And that's the UK regulator, the FRC, trying to freshen up the audit market, to inject some competition and some life into the marketplace, rather than companies just having the same auditor indefinitely. Now, that's the rules in the UK. Um, Internationally, there are no fixed rules. So if you're doing the international syllabus, you don't have to learn a rule, but it's principles based. And really, companies should be putting out their audits to tender at least every 10 years. Now, what's tended to happen on these uh, tenders? Well, some companies switch and some companies stay. For example, Aviva, which is a big insurance group in the UK, um, they switched from PwC to Ernst & Young under these new rules where it had to go out to competitive tender. And NatWest Bank, well, they switched from Ernst & Young to PwC. So some companies do switch, but others, like HSBC, decide to stay with their existing auditor. And another company that's done that recently is Unilever, um, the big commercial um, provider of uh, personal products and services. Uh, They've stuck with KPMG for a further 10 years. In the next section, we're going to be discussing audit quality and why is it that a company might decide to switch or stay put. Now, one of the main functions of an audit is to add credibility to the numbers. 
You could trust these numbers in the financial statements because the auditor has signed off that the accounts are true and fair and free from material misstatement. And that idea of being free from material misstatement really links in to audit quality. How likely is it that the auditor will detect any material misstatements that there are in the financial statements? Now, audit quality, well, you can argue it either way with a long-standing audit relationship. If we've been the auditor for a long time, you can argue that that reduces audit quality, mainly because of a familiarity threat. We become really comfortable with the company. We know them well. We know the directors. We know the business. And therefore, we're more likely to accept management's explanations without robust challenge. And that can drop audit quality because we're more likely to not detect a material misstatement because we're more likely to trust management that they've got it right. And you can also argue there's a bit of a self-review threat over time. Because we accepted something last year, you know, management told us this was okay, this was their judgment, and we accepted it last year or the year before, it's very difficult for the auditor to say, well, this year, I don't accept that explanation. This year, I need more robust third-party evidence to support that number. Because we accepted it last year, we're kind of duty bound almost or it's difficult for us to really challenge management and so that familiarity threat and perhaps self-review threat can reduce audit quality in a long-standing audit relationship on the other side though being the auditor for a long time can help to improve audit quality because we know the business better hsbc is a fiendishly complicated audit it's a huge business They've got $50 billion in revenues, $3 billion, sorry, $3 trillion in assets. They make profits of $14.7 billion and they operate in 67 countries. It takes years to fully understand a complicated business like HSBC. They do so many different things. They've, they're organized into three main divisions. Wealth and personal banking, where they've got 38 million customers worldwide, ranging from small fry like me to high net worth individuals with billions of dollars of their own assets that HSBC manages for them. They've got a commercial banking division where they operate as the banker to companies, doing things like facilitating cross-border trade and providing payment services. And they've got a global banking division as well and private and markets division. And here they're providing financing and capital market services to companies, things like raising debt and equity. Those three areas of the kind of customer facing side of HSBC are really difficult and different and therefore hard for an auditor to understand. If you come in as the fresh new auditor, it will take you a long time to really understand what HSBC does and therefore to be able to robustly audit their numbers. So that's why having a long-standing relationship can help to boost audit quality. Now, in the next section, we're going to explore why it is that only two of the big four pitched for the HSBC audit. 
Before we hit the quiz, though, well, here's the advert. Nothing comes for free, does it? Well, I've been running my AAA business now for the last couple of years, uh, preparing students for the AAA exam. And my business is growing rapidly. And each sitting, my courses sell out earlier and earlier. I limit the places on the course so that I've got time to give you lots of detailed feedback on your assignments and to answer all of your questions as you are studying. So if you are considering studying with me, I would advise not delaying to sign up because you may well find that my courses are sold out. Finally, onto the good bit. Well done for sticking with this podcast up to here. So here comes the quiz. I'll read the questions first of all, and then we'll go through the answers. So first question, what does HSBC stand for? The letters HSBC. Second question, HSBC is the largest bank in Europe. It's got assets under management of around $3 trillion. But do you know what the biggest bank in the world is? Third question, HSBC operates in... Third question, what happened to the majority of HSBC's employees during World War II? And a bit of a clue on that one. At that time, HSBC was headquartered in Hong Kong. Fourth question, HSBC's logo, and picture that logo, it's those kind of red and white triangles. That logo is based on the flag of which country? Fifth question, junior staff at HSBC, and actually this is going back a while, right? HSBC has been around for about 145 years. So rewind kind of 100 years. Junior staff at HSBC were not allowed to get married for 10 years after joining the firm. But here's the question, when was that phased out? Which decade? And the last question, HSBC were fined in 2012 for assisting a Mexican drug cartel in their money laundering activities. But how big was the fine? Right, that's the questions. Let's go through the answers. First one, what does HSBC stand for? It's the Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation. Because that's where it was set up. It was an Asian bank. Um, well, HSBC is the biggest bank in Europe by assets, but what's the biggest bank worldwide? Oh, I didn't know the answer to this one either. So if you did get this, I'm very impressed. It's ICBC, which is the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China. And if you have a look at the top five globally, I think four of the top five are Chinese banks. Next question was about what happened to HSBC's employees during World War II. Uh, and the answer was, they were interned as prisoners of war um, because I guess a lot of them were, were English or European and they were based um, out in Asia. Uh, which country's flag is the logo based on? It's Scotland. That's because HSBC was founded by Sir Thomas Sutherland, who was Scottish. Uh, those junior staff who weren't allowed to get married for 10 years after joining HSBC, that rule was phased out in the 1950s. Phenomenal, isn't it? And it's amazing that companies used to have that amount of power over their staff. But anyway, 
And the last and juiciest one, how big was the fine that HSBC received in 2012 for assisting a Mexican drug cartel? It was a whopping $1.9 billion. Right, that's it for this edition of the Audit Cast. I hope you found it interesting.